Every Monday we catch up with David Shoebridge. Good morning to you, David. How are you, mate? Yeah, morning, Marcus. Morning. Um, that teacher's strike is very real, isn't it? Those that, that, that They really did go above and beyond for us during the pandemic, and I think it's time we stepped up for them, isn't it? Yeah, look, uh, I'm of two minds. I'm going to be uh, perfectly honest. Um, yes, absolutely, they uh, went and be above and beyond, but a lot of us do. Um, they've, they've asked, I, I mean, the union will always ask for a higher pay rise. Um, I think 2.5% per annum is, is pretty fair uh, at this day. I'm, that's just a personal opinion. You know, no, I, don't, you, you know I don't know too many people who've got a 2.5% pay rise this year. No, but the thing is, if you track back over the last 15 years, teachers' wages used to be pretty comparable with other professions, but they've fallen back and back and back and back. Yeah. And, and in fact, the government's own analysis, which um, was uh, done only about uh, 12 months ago, said that unless they increase the rate of pay for teachers and actually attract more people in the profession, we're going to have a, a critical teacher shortage about... About a third of the quarter or a third of the teachers are going to retire in the next five years because they hit retirement age. And we yeah. need to be pumping in a whole bunch of extra teachers. Otherwise, our kids are going to be going to school without teachers. Well, that's you're absolutely right. Uh, the, you know, and, and it's hard to argue with the market. If, if people aren't attracted to uh, the teaching profession because of, A, uh, the, the wages or the, the salaries not being high enough and, and B, an over, uh, you know, a workload that's not, uh, you know, com- comparable with the money being uh, yeah. thrown at you. Well, I guess you're right. Um, I mean, the market will effectively <laughs> see a, a shortage. Be, and it's going to be pretty simple. And, and, mm. and uh, the job of teaching has become so much more complex in the last 20 years. You know, they're teaching across a whole spectrum in the classroom, a bunch of additional reports. You know, my experience of my kids' public school education, they're now 15 and 17, has been the quality of the public school education. The engagement of teachers is so much richer than when I was at school. I mean, I really like my school. I enjoyed school. Oh, I love school. I've got to tell you, yeah. teachers have stepped up and they are doing such so much richer uh, teaching. Kids are getting a much better education now. And and the pay rate um, has not matched that. And the workload, the amount of pa- paperwork that teachers do at the moment, it's just, I mean, outside of lessons, it's extraordinary. So, you know, I think we've got a choice. We either respect teachers and pay teachers properly, or we're going to have a critical teacher shortage. All right. Well, it's an ongoing issue that no doubt we'll continue to talk about. Uh, you've been up north. What's going on up there? You've been up around the Tweed uh, and uh, up around Ballina, Lismore, uh, a lot of the areas we broadcast to. What's happening there, mate? Well, the first thing, if you go out and you, you chat amongst locals up on the north coast, there's this critical housing shortage. Rents are going through the roof. Um, price of houses are going through the roof. You know, the vacancy rate for rentals up there is 0.5%. Wow. And, um yeah, in places like Byron Shire, almost a quarter of the houses are being vacated for short-term letting. And as we're heading into this, um, in, into the summer holiday season, yeah. uh, families are getting eviction notices. Long-term tenants are getting eviction notices um, told to, to vacate their property by mid-December because they want to have the houses free for short-term letting. What, they're putting because, them up on Airbnb? Just uh, Hang on. So you're telling me that renters are being evicted, if you like, or can you, know, can you vacate by this, by this time so that the owners or whoever it is can then put them up on Airbnb or wherever and get a, a bit more money? 
Yeah, absolutely. Not a bit more money. Over that holiday season, you know, the rentals can be four times what oh, they were um, yeah. on a standard um, on a standard lease. And so literally families are being told, you're out by 15th of December. You, you don't have to give a reason to evict people in New South Wales. They have, they have no reason evictions, no false evictions. And, um, and, and because there's such a critical housing shortage, that means people are couch surfing. Um, uh, they're desperately trying to find a place in a caravan. Um, I was talking to one woman who, um, uh, just on the weekend, um, who had had her, her, her place. She'd been renting at 450 a week. Um, got the eviction notices, notice, and if she wanted to stay in the same region, the minimum rent she was going to have to pay was eight hundred and eighty dollars a week. But um, yeah, it was extraordinary what's happening up there. Mm. Well, it's unfair. It's absolutely unfair. <laughs> and what happens again when these uh, when these short term rentals uh, finish up after the Christmas and summer period? What they go back on the market probably for a, a rental that was higher than what people are currently paying. The ones that are going to be evicted. Yeah, that's right. They go back into and try and get it, try and get the same place back or another place back in in sort of you know mid February, often with a twenty percent, thirty percent rate increase. What what we need is a a prohibition on evictions for short term letting, and we need a massive expansion on, in affordable housing. I mean, as well as I'm sure you've spoken about this before, Marcus. We've got to get rid of things like negative gearing and the capital gains tax concessions for property investment. Um, houses should be homes. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I don't know what the answer... Well, you've, I suppose you've just put a couple of solutions as to what the answer will be. Um, it, would there be much of an appetite for that? Probably well, we called, not from owner-investors. Yeah. Well, well, we called for a ban on um, short on evictions for short-term letting over the, hum, over the summer season. We had, I made that call in Parliament, and um, both Labor and the Coalition said no. They both said, oh, we can't cause chaos in the short-term letting market. Uh, that would be a terrible thing. And I said, well, you know, you've got a choice. You either, you know, push back on some property investors and they, they get a slightly lesser return over the, the summer season. And, you know, I think they can all survive that. Um, or we evict a whole lot of families and they've got nowhere to live for the next two months. I said, I'll tell you where I, where I, where I think the law should um, fall. It should fall yeah. on protecting, giving some renters some rights and protecting people's home over summer. Dear, oh dear, Rime. Uh, there are calls to stop logging native forests and they're getting louder and louder. Yeah. Uh, I look, I was up in Cherry Tree State Forest, beautiful part of the world. Oh, yeah. this, um, this critical bit of, in fact, koala habitat and an and ecological corridor that links those, those forests south of Lismore and off towards the coast and the ranges there links them up into that um, gorgeous set of forests, that ancient forest on the border ranges between Queensland and um, New South Wales. You stand there and you can literally see this sort of narrowing of the forest, this, this, this link up, and it's all been smashed by logging at the moment by Forestry Corporation. Yes. At, at night, the locals say you can hear the koalas calling at night, you know, and that sort of growl and grunting of koalas at yeah. night. Yep. Um, uh, so you can hear the koalas at night and then the logging trucks and the chainsaws during the day. And so much of the surrounding forest has been smashed by the fires. Koalas are facing extinction in New South Wales and, and locals are up there um, trying to blockade the forest and, and they're being arrested for protecting the forest. For me, the crime is actually destroying critical koala habitat at the moment, destroying native forests. And um, there's a real tussle there, but it's not just on the north coast. Across the state, locals are saying, we've got to protect the forest that remains. We've lost so much in the fires, and it's time to end this native forest logging. 
Yep, hard to argue. And uh, I don't like the idea that uh, within 50 years we could be looking at the extinction of koalas here in New South Wales. Some, you know, uh, people get up in arms when you say that, oh, you're being alarmist, that'll never happen, etc. But uh, I mean, I don't think they fully understand how much uh, logging and yeah. deforestation has occurred in New South Wales. Yeah, and, and in fact, koalas like living where we like living. They like coastal forests, they like living near rivers, they like... Um, you know, the rich forests that um, are often cleared for either urban expansion or for farming. And, um, and, and we need to make room for nature. Yeah. And the good news is that uh, WA and Victoria have announced they're going to end the native forest logging industry. And they've put money aside to transition the workforce into plantation estates. Uh, and in fact, the plantation industry has better wages, more secure jobs, downstream processing, so much better for the economy if we invest in plantations than if we do the current sort of very low low wage contract labour that we see in native forest logging. Yep. And yet also happen to save the planet at the same time. It's a kind of win-win and it's time we did it. All right, mate. Good to have you on, David. Have a good week. Well, uh, just before I let you go, actually, um, the, the important bill uh, that passed late Friday... Um, the Euthanasia Voluntary Assisted yep. Dying Bill that was brought forward by Independent MP Alex Greenwich. Um, what's the feeling now that this has got through? Well, having got through the lower house, it's got to get through the upper house when Parliament returns. Um, the good news is that we decided to bounce it off to an, a committee and an inquiry over the summer break for the upper house and look at all the amendments, look at where it got to when it came out of the lower house, and so that committee has to report um, before the first return date of Parliament. Yep. And the plan is we iron out any wrinkles over that uh, over the summer break. We use that committee to hear from stakeholders about where we got to with the amendments so that as soon as we return to, to Parliament in February, we are ready, hopefully, to pass the bill with maybe a, you know, a few minor amendments to take it through and, and we can finally get that law reform in, in New South Wales, you know. I know people are very passionate about this. I know people have, you know, um, are quite distinct views on it. But for me, we need to be giving people the, the right to have control over their lives with all the appropriate checks and balances um, um, at the end of their life. And hopefully we will get it right and legislate it rapidly when Parliament returns next year. Good to talk, David. Thank you. Cheers, Marcus. Good speaking.